Lowe's Theatres welcomes you to the exciting world of the movies. Smoking is not permitted in this auditorium. It's the law. Certificates are available at the box office. Thanks for helping us keep the theater clean. As you exit the auditorium, please deposit litter in trash receptacles in the lobby. Please be considerate and don't talk during the show. Back on JB's Driving Podcast, it is Halloween time. Our uh, fourth Halloween month because we started right before. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Four, yeah, I'm sorry. yeah man. so third year, but fourth. Did we just started our fourth year, or did we just? We're going into our. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what it. No, we just started it. Last week was uh, our anniversary show, so we're in our fourth year. Now. Right, we're going into our fourth. Year. Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is this is so that 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 is what uh, what we would look at as pop music for 1997. I would say, yeah, that kind of jazzy. Yeah, we the alternative had started getting away from grunge and more into that. The best way I can put it is shit. <laughs> yes, shit. It wasn't grunge. I mean, I I don't look as grunge an alternative. I mean, there's. Classifications, this progressive, well, uh, grunge college was, indie. It's, it's that was glorious for the '90s. Is that you had all these alternate, like all these different brands, right. of band, and music. and that's and people considered grunge an alternative to rock and roll. Yes, that absolutely. was you know true alt alt music was you know way back in the '70s. I mean, you had Ziggy Stardust, you had. Yeah. Moving through the 80s, you had, you know, all Devo, those kinds of bands. And then in the 90s, there was, everything was alternative. Mm -hmm. Like, there was, you know, there was very few just straight-up rock bands. Uh, even the straight-up, the, the ones that were more straight-up rock bands kind of merged with country a little bit in the 90s. But um, most of them either, it, you know, developed a new style or they disappeared. I mean, really, yeah. po you know, you, the, Poison's a perfect example. Poison, in 1988, Poison was probably the biggest band in the world. Uh, I don't know that, you know. Yeah, I would say, I, th I think you're right. They're pretty damn close. Yeah. By I, 1992, I, yeah. they're pretty much gone. By 1996, he's doing fucking uh, uh, those D-Leverty celebrity shows, yeah, you know, and, and doing... Uh, he's fucking festivals. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not festi all well, like, festivals like, were a big deal in like the 90s. County fairs. <laughs> yeah, dude. He was he was doing like the the night with poison type things where it would be this yeah. real small, like it's 25, 30, 50 maybe people in, in the in a bar. In a local firehouse. <laughs> Garage doors open. Him and Ricky Rocket a sitting there jerking each other poison. off. <laughs> singing uh, a, a, the fucking... Uh, every rose has a thorn <laughs> for the four millionth yeah. time. They're still like hopped up on some drug. Oh, Jesus Christ. But 
So basically, you you had no choice. I mean, Metallica is a perfect example too. They they had that hard rock sound, and really with the Black album, they kind of went in a completely different direction. I know we don't generally start right out on music, but since you played that, it kind of got me started. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can't hear you at all. Jimmy's having some mic issues, but essentially you had Metallica. They come out with the Black Album, and pretty much all Metallica fans at the time, they fucking hated it. They were You sold out. They Of course, they cut their hair because that was next. That was the new thing for, you know, heavy metal guys went from the long blonde hair, or the you know, the crazy long hair to shaved heads. Uh, you saw that with Pantera. Yeah. They were a band that did it. Uh, Metallica, of course, you know. Scott Ian did it. Scott oh, Ian right. went bald. I mean, it, I think it's it. Some of it was because they were bald. They were going bald. <laughs> they were balding, and it was like I can't hold this up anymore. Let's shave it off, and I'll look cool the other I way. They just got annoyed with fucking long hair. So <laughs> you know, well, that's it, shit, dude. It's not hard. Same thing with wrestling, you know. It is not difficult to get annoyed with long hair. You get tired of it very fucking quick. Especially in the summertime, man. It's oh, like, I hate it's it. It's like a fucking winter cloak. I hate it fucking long hair. I, I, I had it as a kid, and I got rid of it. I mean, I went through all kinds of different phases, you know, the three-foot-long mohawk spikes and all that nonsense. We all had, we had, you and I had long hair. I had shoulder-length long hair one time. <laughs> dude, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I dude. always remember dude. you with short hair. Dude, I had... I had long hair in probably through my freshman year of college, and then I got sick of it and I cut it. Now it's super short right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mine is it, mine's gone again too. I after I, you know, did my donation deal, I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm I am done, done with, with this, and I cannot just, see me doing it again. Just in time for the time. Anyway, so but to wrap up uh, last week, is there anything that we missed? No, I watched it again. Actually, yeah, believe, yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> what ended up happening was because of uh, the new schedule. With I have a new schedule at my house. Um, Sophie didn't get a chance to watch it, and she really wanted to watch it. And we were waiting to watch it with Jonas, my son, um, my youngest son, and because uh, he had never seen it either. So we were waiting for an opportunity. He's not a horror guy, but he likes comedy. Um, and he finally sat down and we watched it and he loved it so much that he actually sat down over the last two or the, not last night and the night before, but the two nights before that, we ended up watching evil dead and evil dead Two back to back nights. Cause he has to go to bed early. Cause he's, you know, he's in high school and right. he does a full day and all yeah. this other nonsense. So in the past week I've watched all three of the evil dead movies it's appropriate time of year, dude. You know, I and love those fucking movies. I'd never get tired of them. But another thing is, you know, compared to the movies we have out nowadays, I mean, you realize how vanilla everything is. That and we'll we can beat that to like a, a, a fucking well, drum. It, it, it vanilla is. It's going to be interesting. It's going to come up in <laughs> this week, and it's also going to come up next week in the two movies that we review. This week we're reviewing. I know what you did Nerd last summer. summer, and next week, of course, we're going to come back with. Uh, uh, Night, of Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead, the uh, horror classic, the George Romero horror classic. Looking forward to that one. So that's gonna be a nice discussion. That's gonna be well. A- it's got its ups and downs, but we'll get to that next I week. I probably like it more than you. 
you probably do. So, um, <laughs> and I don't dislike it. Yeah, I, 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 but I do have lots of problems with it. So, what do we want to mention? Anything? So, Tom's not here this week. Yeah, that's he's, right. He's Tom's a, not here. He's, he's on his. He mission. had a hysterectomy. Hyster- yeah, hit, sorry, thank you very much. <laughs> I was going to cover it up with a, a mission to Kenya, but no, he he did have his hyster- finally has a hysterectomy. Yes. So. He he feel now, how he got a hysterectomy. I have no idea, but he said something about an anal hysterectomy, and I was like, "All right, dude, whatever your wife wants it, you to do is it, up to you." His voice was a bit gravely on a uh, gravy uh, gravely on the phone. Oh, okay. You know, it, it sounded like kind of like he's been on like so, drugs for a while. You think the doctor did something to him? I, I don't know. Under- yeah, he, he sounded like he was completely out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised when he comes back. He's addicted to opioids. Holy I mean, shit! He, he was talking about him being free and and like being lighter now. And oh my god! You know, he's looking forward to this new journey of his. I don't know. I just like, dude, what are you talking about? I, I thought you were just. Going I think he just got it confused. Yeah, he I, wanted a high colonic and he got a hysterectomy. I, I thought he was just getting his hernia operated. I don't know. I don't know either, dude. It it is what it is. Uh, uh, but he's not here tonight, unfortunately. No, he's not. We are here holding down, uh, holding down the batches. Um, he'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks. Have we decided what we're going to do for our Halloween weekend show? No, not yet. We'll talk afterwards, I'm sure. Have some ideas. That uh, you'll, uh, you know what I think would be a good one? Just really quick. I'm going to throw this out here, okay? And I think this is one you would pick. And I think it's appropriate because of the weekend that it falls on, too. Now, you're, when, you, when you hear this idea, okay, you're going to be like, what does that have to do with the Halloween but then when you really think about it, you're like, you know what? It does have something to Halloween. If you say, no, I don't care, this is our show, is I think Mars Attacks would be a good one. And the reason why I say that is because if you remember, while we weren't alive, is when they did World of Worlds, that was the night before Halloween. Right. And Mars Attacks is kind of like... You mean the radio play? The radio play. The one Not that was the ra- movie. Not the movie. That freaked everybody out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Mars Attacks is kind of like in that same vein. In a way. I think you could get away with a radio play back then. Oh, my God. And gosh, really fuck people up. But, of course, once movies, you know, you could never do that with a movie. No. You know, because you go into it with no expectation of it being real whatsoever. Yeah. Whereas a radio play, especially the way they did that oh. one, it was just phenomenally done. And I, I'm not a huge fan of, of his. Like, he, I liked his radio plays a hell of a lot more than his movies. Mm-hmm. Um I don't understand why everybody sucks his dick, especially with Citizen Kane. I never fucking got it on that one. I, I well, little, little sidebar here, since we're on the subject. Little sidebar. I fell in love with that radio play. So back in the day, we I think we were going on a road trip to either Disney World. We were going on a long road trip, Disney World, Ocean City, somewhere. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, your public libraries would also. You could check out, like, video cassettes and tape cassettes. So my mom checked out the original recording of Wells' um, World Worlds. And on this trip, we listened to it. I must have been 9, 10, 11 around that time frame. Right. I was enthralled with it. It is so well done. Oh, yeah. It was the, uh, the, yes, the original... Radio play was really well done. The movie, not so much. The remake oh, of the movie, we're not going to go. Was there. just, uh, <laughs> but yeah, the the radio play, I because of the way it was done, because they kept cutting away to 
this reporter or that reporter oh. on the scene or we've got this coming in and, yeah. and the way that they did all that was just I could I could see how people of the time who basically trusted everything that was coming out of the radio if you missed the first three or four minutes of that damn thing, oh, you were you were, you were fucking scared. Well, there's a lot of stories going on, on, on with that. I mean, I, and I would encourage if you guys listen out, listen to what happened. Yeah. Around, I mean, it was remarkable how people reacted. You hit it right on the nail. But it was just the, the, the people that missed the first four minutes, <laughs> and that's all it was because they never gave you another hint that it was not real until it yeah. was very until the very very end. Exactly. It kind of like I think people pulled a uh, end of uh, King's Fog, if you'll remember that scene with uh, Thomas Jane. I don't. King's You're, Fog. Stephen King's The Fog. Oh, Wait, Stephen the, King's The. It, you mean mist, the, mist. the Mist? Sorry, The Mist. I get the fog and the mist. Yeah, my yeah. apologize. The Mist. Yeah, me and my daughter were just talking about that the other day. She's like, "It's The Fog. Is that the good Stephen King movie, or is that the one about the pirates on the the ghost ship?" I'm like, "That's the pirates on the ghost That's ship." That's the pirates. Movie. <laughs> yeah, The Mist. So The Mist. You want to talk about a great ending? Oh, it was a fucking phenomenal ending. That was such a great. It's much better than the short stories ending. It's one of the few where the ending is actually better because King's not very good with endings. He He's never a, was. No, he never has. He just he likes to explain the shit. Yeah, he likes the hell. The, he likes the stories. He likes the journey. He doesn't care too much about the endings. Yeah, he could be. Um, but he fucking the way that they ended that movie was phenomenal. Oh, it was great. I li- and I like Thomas Jane too. Oh yeah, I think Thomas Jane's an underrated actor. Uh, yeah. I mean, he doesn't do a lot of roles, but when he does, it's usually enjoyable. Yeah. I think the problem was, like, the Punisher itself might have been a couple years too early. I would have to agree with that. I think that... I don't like Travolta as the... as Was he the kingpin? I don't even remember no, what he, he was, was supposed um, to be. He was just some bad guy. Shit. He wasn't kingpin. He was, um... It's an alliteration name. Dad damn it, I forget. That. But yeah, he was But it, but he was not a good bad guy and that goes oh. back to our old philosophy. If you want a good movie, you have to have a a great yes. evil guy. Yes. Your good guy can be fallible, your bad guy can't be. It and if to. and if he is, then it's going to hurt the movie and Travolta hurt that movie. Yeah, he he really did. He he honestly did. He's just a horrible person too. Well, maybe. I don't know him personally. Yeah, I know of some stories and some, you know. Xenu and stuff. But, you know, whatever. Whatever. So, anyway. Um, new sponsor? Oh, shit. I forgot the new sponsor. I was supposed to send that to you this week, too. Okay. I have been completely derelict of my duties. I was supposed to send over, like, three or four... Uh, things for each movie i didn't get around to it and then i was supposed to send you the the clips for the new sponsor but uh we'll i didn't get, get a chance to it there'll be changes coming up on the show anyway so we'll i have to i have to get that together have some ideas floating around to make to spice it up let me put my microphone down but yeah get those clips to me and you know we'll pick a new sponsor because hmm. the duckpin.com brian griffith's uh column about John Gruden this week and all that fucking shit. I didn't read it. No, nobody else does either, so it doesn't matter. Was it that bad, though? It's just the same. But was he against Gruden? What do you think? I, I thought he was... 
a rhino Republican, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. Yes. So then, yeah. then how could he possibly go after Gruden? Gruden attacked Biden. He uh, attacked a couple other people. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he made a racist statement in an email, in a Quote, personal email. Unquote the racist statement. Well, it was kind of racist, dude. It was, it was pretty bad. I mean, it was, it was a pretty bad one. Dude, if, uh, if that's a racist statement, turn on the BET channel any night. Oh, no, I didn't say that they weren't racist, but, you know, that's whataboutism, and I'm not for that. I'm just saying, if that's what if that's what gets you fired these days, if comments like that get you fired days, and you turn on fucking BET at night, and there'd be a bunch of bars, you know, like a bunch of those, like, rainbow bars on there. Anyway, whatever. Let's get to the fucking movie. Let's get to the fucking movie. Okay. Unless you have something to say. I don't know. Yeah, I can say, honestly, I do not like pumpkin spice coffee. Is I, that what that is? Is <laughs> the very first time I've ever I tried was it. Curious when you I saw this 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 agony like this this look of agony on you like you just like you you know how you have this look on your face when you like jam your toe? Yeah. When you walk around in the dark, you jam your toe and you're just like it's the worst pain ever because a you're half asleep when it happens. Yes. You're in this different state of like relaxation like you're thinking to myself, I'm just going to go take a piss. And want to stumble over to the bathroom, take my piss, take my forty-five second piss for why why we piss longer? Because we were cursed and walk back to bed and just pass right back out. But no, you stub your toe in that damn whatever, like the door doesn't you forgot to open. It doesn't matter if you don't stub your toe, then you step on a Lego or you step on something. Some agonizing situation that just all of a sudden you're awake. A, a, a Dorito that's been sitting on the floor for too long, that's hardened, that you didn't know was there. <laughs> Sitting at the just the right angle that jabs right into the nice meaty part of your foot. Yeah, where it should that part that never even touches the fucking ground, exactly. but somehow you've got a jagged ass Dorito stuck right, into it, right between like the muscle tendons. And oh yeah, splits apart. And oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. An infection. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the pumpkin spice coffee tastes like. But this look on your face was just like oh. Well, I I just figured I didn't. Like, I'd already eaten dinner. I usually don't eat before I come mm-hmm. because I like to, you know, be on my game and eating tends to make me sleepy. So, uh, like, I was like, have? I don't. What would you have for dinner? Uh, fucking pizza. Because the kids, it was Friday and it's the kids. Yeah, Friday pizza. Yeah, we get that. It's you either know, Friday it's, pizza or Friday McDonald's. I get it. Yeah. So, um, I, I try to eat a little. I've been trying to eat better. Uh, recently. I don't know why. I don't. There's no real good reason to be living it's longer fine. these days, but. Um, I am trying. You try at least you're trying. So today, most people aren't nowadays. <laughs> so today, like it was the kids with the um with the pizza. So we had that, and then um, I went to to get my coffee, and my coffee usually just get a regular you know coffee mm-hmm. um to help me you know perk pep you me up for the show. You want to be you want to be there for the audience, right? Right. You, right. You so then best. I get this stupid nonsense because so, I'm like I you know what I like pumpkin spice muffins and i like pumpkin bread so why wouldn't i like this so, so this Ugh. decision pride so you were sitting in front of the this machine they have there right it's a machine now yep and you, i imagine you walking up there your belly full of pizza and you saw the regular coffee and then you slowly looked over your attention transferred over to the one that said pumpkin spice yep. and in your head you're like you know what i might as well treat myself I, yeah, little little snack. Little 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 yeah, little snack. It's Friday night, you know. 
me treat myself a little bit. Let me get this like pot. I love muffins. <laughs> I love the scones, the cupcake, anything pumpkin spice. It's fall, even though it's a thousand degrees outside. Yeah. Let me get the pumpkin spice. You pour yourself the pumpkin spice. And I imagine you driving down the road from Royal Farms. Smelling the pumpkin the whole the, way. You're like, Man, oh this, wow, this smells this, good. This is you know you're, you're like you're you got that little that little tang in the back of your throat, you know, a little thirst for it. like I I am looking like you imagine yourself biting into some pumpkin cake, sure, yeah, like or that. pumpkin pie, pumpkin even. pie. You're like I'm I'm looking forward to this, and you savor it upstairs by playing with the kids for a little bit, talking to them like you know what I'm going to take this all in. You come downstairs and you stub your fucking toe. Pretty much, that's pretty much what I did. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Now I'm trying to <laughs> decipher whether or not I should drink this nonsense. If you want some more coffee, we can make you coffee upstairs. No, we're not going to make more coffee. We got grounds up there and shit. No, we so, uh, real shit. Anyway, speaking of stubbing your toe, let's. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fuck. So just to just to preface this, we decided to do. I know what you did last summer because Amazon has finally decided that they're going to do a I Know What You Did Last Summer series. Now, yes. we actually thought that we would be able to watch the first episode before it started to premiere. Well, the first episode doesn't come out until today. So, obviously, we didn't get a chance to do that. Which is w- which today, exactly. This will be released tomorrow. So Right. Well, yeah, okay. So, there. either way you look at it, we didn't have a chance to fucking do it. So... Instead, what I did was I sat down and watched I Know What You Did Last Summer, and then I still know what you did last oh, summer because not I really, oh really, really hate oh. myself. Oh, my God. And my daughter sat there watching this oh, nonsense you, you with me. You your daughter, too. My God. And she's what just a like, mean bastard. Holy shit. I have never seen her so angry at you. pissed at a movie. As she was Tyrese. with this, oh per, with this pool. Tyrese and Brandy. It's like, oh, you shit. can't get worse than that shit. You can't get like more like early 2000s. Oh, oh my, my God, God. It was so fucking bad. Oh. It was so oh bad. The second movie is worse than the first. That's, that's a, which is hard to say when we actually start di- deciphering this mind-numbing garbage. Oh. So just to get into it, uh, I know what you did last summer. It opened October 17th, 1997 to 15.8 million, which was good enough for first for the week. Mm-hmm. It totaled out at 72.5 million, which was 20th for the year. And that, and that's what you do around Halloween time. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. You, you had these slasher movies in the 90s. 90s and 80s are known for these slasher movies. Put them out to the put them out to the masses. Well, you know, and we'll get into this particular movie actually came out three months after Scream 2. But there's a little bit more involved there. And overall, this movie made one uh, $125.5 million worldwide. Mm. So as well as it did here, which I think it did, it overshot, yeah. is how it, it did $50 million overseas. Mm. And the, uh, so yeah, anyway. It's, it's bad. This, this movie didn't age well. We'll just line up that. Yeah. So it opened up against The oh. Devil's Advocate, which came in in second place that week. Are you week. serious? Yeah. Now, that's that's sad. Well, you figure this is a teenage movie. Devil's Advocate was more of an adult horror film. God damn, that movie was great. Uh, Bean <laughs> came in 10th. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, the other movies out that week were, excuse me, Kiss the Girl. Excuse me again. Kiss the Girls, Seven Years in Tibet. That's starring Brad Pitt. Yes. In and Out that's with Kevin Klein, the gay movie. 
where he he's supposed to get married and then he realizes he's, he's gay. gay. I didn't. I I, I actually it. thought that was a very good movie. I missed that movie. Uh, Soul Food, which I'm not sure if that's the cartoon or if it's something else because I didn't look into it. Rocket Man, which is the Disney Rocket Man movie. Yeah, where that disappeared like a fart in the wind. Oh yeah, it was not. It didn't do that well. The Peacemaker, that was a submarine movie, I believe. What? I think it was. I'm not positive. And L.A. Confidential. Now that now that was the one that won a shit ton of Oscars or whatever. It's it's got um, Academy Award. It's got Guy Pearce, uh, Spacey. Kim that, Bassinger. That, that is a fantastic movie. I love that movie too. I don't, I don't remember it. You don't remember it, I so have I need DVD. to go back and watch it because I have. I don't even remember it. I have it on DVD point. if you want to borrow. It. I love that movie. So, but um, yeah. So that was the 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 rest of the top ten for that week. No shit. So uh, to get started, now the reason that I prefaced this with uh, Scream Two coming out three months before this was this movie was written. Or the screenplay was written by Kevin Williamson, who, of course, wrote the screenplay for Scream. Mm-hmm. And he had written this particular one before he wrote that one, mm-hmm. but nobody would touch it, probably because it's a pile of shit. <laughs> and then when Scream was like a wild success, of course, everybody picked it up because, yeah. as uh, Melissa Joan Hart put it, she turned on turning down the role for Julie James, which was the lead in this movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was another ripoff of Scream. Mm-hmm. So, so did everyone else, I believe, to the point of a lawsuit, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the lawsuit came from um, them. The advertisement, the poster for this movie, came out, and it said from the creator of Scream, mm-hmm. which. They sued him because, you know, technically the creator is the director and the this and that and everything else. And it was only, he's just the one who wrote the screenplay for Scream. That's all. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So he, and by the way, also wrote the screenplay for Dawson's Creek. Not sure if we discussed that before or not. And and, (laughs) since you keep uh, bringing up all these songs from the 90s. (laughs) Let's talk about the opening scene of this fucking movie. Do you know what song was being played? L7? No, it wasn't L7. What was it? It was Summer Breeze by Typo Negative. You you know what? You're right. Yes. yes. It is the worst rendition (laughs) of a good song. (laughs) It was so fucking bad. Oh. It was so bad. Yeah, go ahead. See if you can find it because this was th- it was a nightmare. And we, I'm sitting here listening to this, and I'm like, I know this song. What the fuck is this nonsense? Yeah, you're right. It is. It is. It is. It is. It is and it's it not is. like I hate typo negative. I wasn't a big fan, but uh, yeah, they had a couple songs I thought were pretty good. This was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> So this is perfect for the 90s. <laughs> but it, but it, 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 like, it captures that. Well, this is obviously, you know, when Marilyn Manson was 
really, really fucking huge. Typo negative decided that they needed to cop off of his shit as much as humanly possible. It's like... Have you seen Marilyn Manson these days? Nah. I mean, I saw when he was in the news like a couple months ago. Yes. Anyway, but you're, but you're right. Like during this time period, it's all these guys with long black hair. Yep. Wearing all black outfits and they have this slow, methodic. Well, the, the heavier stuff was like that. The Some I mean, there was definitely people were definitely grouping out at that point. Yeah, because they were. you had you had so, you had groups like Pantera and and even Metallica, which were still kind of the, well, in that. Well, scene. this sounds like a lot uh, like Pantera's Planet. Um, Planet Caravan. Yeah, it sounds just like it. Yeah, Planet Caravan is in the same ilk as this song, but Typo Negative was kind of a bridge between Nine Inch Nails and that industrial sound. Yeah, industrial. There's and another. There's another sound. The the heavier like hard, or, you know, the heavy metal type. Should you listen to the Crow, which is in their suppository? Right, right. The Crow is a perfect example of of this kind of music that was. For the heavier crowd. Yeah, and then the, the flip side crowd. of that was what you played at the beginning, that poppy yeah. kind of alternative shit. That was everything else. Yeah, that was everything else. So it, it was, you were getting like Marilyn Manson, Nine Inch Nails, Grunge was dying. Yeah, well, it was By definitely. By 97, Grunge was really dying. I yeah. mean, there was still people that were gung-ho. They would never live. But they're still gung-ho today. There's like, these, so these are the assholes that's, that have to go see every time Pearl Jam comes to fucking yes, town. Yes, yes. Those assholes are, no matter what was coming out, he puts out an album like a month ago, and they're, this is the best thing I've ever heard, ever. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's the kind of bullshit that you had going on. Yes. But overall, you know, I think... Didn't Kurt kill himself in 97? I think it was earlier than that, dude. Was it 96? It was like 94, wasn't it? Oh, no way. It had to be later than that. Hold on. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to find this out. And we're gonna look but Kurt was basically the, the beginning of the end of the grunge. Yes. I mean, when Kurt killed himself or was killed, depending on who you ask. 94. It on, was 94? Holy April, shit. April 8th, 94. Um. Yeah, killed himself. Wow, Nailed I thought it. it was later than that. Holy shit. So anyway, I mean... That you was know, in a grunge right there. Pr- well, it, not quite, but pretty much the downward slope was starting at that point. Um, you know, because you had that, and then you had... Uh, there was still the Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and those kind of bands that were still Soundgarden, out there. Yeah. Soundgarden. But... Um, Probably Soundgarden. They're like the, the, you know, the Holy Trinity of grunge. That's the third... What you noticed, though, at that same time was a lot of these bands couldn't get along anymore, so they were breaking up and creating the supergroups. Like uh, Temple of Dog? Yeah. Once you got into the late 90s, early 2000s, you had like the Asia-type supergroups where it was all these other bands coming together and like they were, you know, hand-picking members. Yeah. Uh, You know, and that went on for shit the next decade and a half. I mean, shit, Slash and... And the lead singer to, um, you know, we sold out everything we believe in. That band, do mm-hmm. you remember what's what's that band called? You know, uh, fuck you. We won't do what you tell us. Except now, oh, it's rage fuck you. The do what they tell you. Yeah, to do. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. assholes. Fucking. I hate that band. That I tell you, if you ever want to see a band that has gone away from their values. So fucking far. I mean, his whole deal was the Indians were, I'm an Indian, and, and they were all mistreated by the U.S. government and blah, 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 and the motherfucker won't do a show unless you have a vaccine. 
<laughs> I'm not shitting you. He won't do That's a show great, yeah. unless you have unless you show a vaccine yeah. passport. Fucking asshole. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, seriously, you're, you're just a chump. You're just no chump. one wants to see you anymore. That has any yeah. kind of it, you. All you're gonna bring out is these little kids and the college kids now. Yeah, That's it. But, but, for, but nobody wants to see you anymore. Like people have forgotten about your. You're fucking you bulls on parade you bullshit. You can't do that. You bulls can't sing. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. And you can't go from that to, you know, <laughs> fuck you. Do what the government uh, I tells wanna, you. I wouldn't do what you told me. You can't. You can't. I'm sorry. You just can't. Fucking asshole. Fucking. Dick I hate it. that. I always hate that. Band. Yeah. I, I would. I like their music. I was not really into their. Their fucking bullshit politics. Their bullshit politics, which was always in the background. Yeah. Uh, it, which was the funny part is, is that if you listen to their lyrics, you're not going to get any kind of politics out of it because it was just, re, you know, rinse and repeat lyrics. They yeah, always was. were. There was, there were no talent. They were the. That's what introed us into what was really big in in the late '90s. Corn, yes, and uh, what was the other one? Um, the one that spiraled off of them that only lasted like four years. Oh shit! The cookie nookie guy. Oh oh uh, um, that damn it, uh, Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit, yeah. I hate that. Man. Holy shit! I hate fucking, fucking Limp Biscuit. I hate Fred Durst with a passion. <laughs> I I cannot stay. I never liked them. I never liked them. They're the only thing I've ever seen uh, that I liked Dad, with damn him. It. Was a commercial that's on now. I, I oh. accidentally saw it the other day. There's a commercial where he's walking down the street and somebody's listening to like Nookie or something on his headphones, and he he's like really into it for a second. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of funny because Fred Durst is just ugh. he's a douchebag. He like always hung out at the Playboy Mansion. Then again, let's face it. If you had the opportunity, I would I'm always pretty be sure out you play- would. Too. I would always be hanging out there. As well. I think that's all. I, cocaine off of a you know Playboy bunnies tits is just pretty much where the, I need at, to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, be honest, just, I don't want to be. I don't want to shaving the pussy with a nice little line going down the or middle a, to show me heart. where it is. Yeah, that's it. That's I don't, all you need. I don't want to bullshit the audience. No. no. I, I, we don't do that here. Okay. <laughs> we don't bullshit the audience. It's all straight up. It's all. We had the opportunity. Still fucking. hate the guy. Still hate the guy. <laughs> but he'd be my best friend if he got me to the fucking Shit, Playboy yeah. oh, Mansion hell yeah. back in the day. I mean, yes, nowadays, sir. I don't think it's worth it. Oh, no. I hear it's a cesspool now. Uh, you know, who the fuck wants to go? Now, did they change? Uh, we're completely off target, but mostly because this movie sucks so bad, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Uh, did they Did they change Playboy before he died I, or after? I I can't I don't know. Now I'm sure that they didn't have any but, trans we, we, uh, men, women, no, whatever nobody, on listen, the front cover until no, after. No his truckers death. picking up Playboy look at a penis. Nah, nah. And nobody wants to see men in Playboy. No, nobody and does. Nobody wants to see any guy in a Playboy. And they're men. Sorry. Um, I want to say it was before, but then they tra- You know, they went back. They said the hell with all that bullshit. We're going back to tits and ass. Did they? Yep. Well, the latest cover was on, uh, like, uh, something on Twitter. Or no, they're showing tits and ass again. I'm, I, that may be so. I'm not saying they didn't. They don't. But I'm saying that the latest cover is a trans girl. Okay. Well, Playboy's dead then. Um, because it's on t- Twitter or one of those yeah. Um, um, sites. Yeah. Instagram or Twitter. Wonderful. I don't know which one. Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. And I saw it. It's basically, it's a... It's a woman. 
that used to be a man a dude. dressed up in a bunny outfit. It's a dude. Whatever. I mean, you can have your stay, and I'll, I'll, I'll just acknowledge that I don't want to be canceled forever. Mm-hmm. You dude. can't be canceled, motherfucker. You, you run your own business. It's a dude. So until, dude. until you can afford to pay me a year's worth salary, I'll just say it's a woman who used to be a man wearing a bunny outfit. Okay. It's a dude. Anyway, <laughs> let's get back to the movie. Okay, so I know what you did last summer. Based on the novel by the same name by Lois Duncan. Yes, she was pissed off. Yeah, she fucking hated this movie because she <laughs> did not want her movie to be made into a slasher film. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, her daughter was killed Yes, uh, in a an attack. Mm-hmm. And when she wrote this book, I guess, I don't think it was inspired by her daughter's death, but it was supposed to be more of like a mystery mm-hmm. and um some in dude. the book nobody was killed right it was just some dude in a like a like a trench coat or something like in a dark yeah it, well he was a younger guy in the yeah. book yeah um it, he was like 23 and basically he w- he broke up ray and julie like he got between ray and julie mm-hmm. and started dating julie which so is something that they kind of did in the second movie mm-hmm um, yes. They yes. they incorporate it more of the book in the second movie than they did in the first movie, but that's not saying much because that's, that's because the Jesus. second movie just is a, is a terrible movie. Conceptually and it's a terrible fucking movie. There's nothing redeemable. So so you go from the books where they actually had something very interesting in terms of the dynamic of the bad guy versus the <laughs> yeah. The, well, the it was still a. He was getting revenge on them, but yeah. he wasn't killing them. He was fucking with them. He was fucking with them, whereas you get the Gordon's <laughs> Fisherman in this damn thing. Yeah, and this is some fucking just... fish sticks into the fucking... Uh, it I definitely was. I, 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 yeah, I could go, oh. oh well, a, a, a good point, and I don't know if I wrote it down or not, was that Julie James, who's played by... Uh, 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 God damn it. Jennifer Love Hewitt, mm-hmm. sorry. It was insufferable. Well, yeah, she was not a great actress. But even beyond that, she... Very healthy girl. Yes. (laughs) I will say this. Since we keep going off on tangents, what the fuck? As these movies go along, they are wearing less and less shirt in every scene. I have no problem I am not shitting you. Like, if you pay close attention, by the time you get to... The second movie, towards the end of the second movie, Jennifer Love Hewitt has a shirt on that is only put together with one button. Like, there's no... (laughs) The bottom of it's open, the top of it's open, her tits are pretty much falling out, and there's one button holding her top on. And it's struggling. (laughs) Yeah, and and Brandy's not too far away from that. Like, she's pretty much wearing the same kind of getup. And at one point in time, she loses her top, but she's got a a two-piece on underneath. So it, it's just like, holy shit, what the fuck? Like, all the women in these, it, the, the, which there isn't a lot. It was Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sarah Michelle Geller in the first one. In the second one, it was Brandy and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Right, just, but they're just progressively wearing less, just, yeah, it's less as the movie goes less on. Less and less. And that's the only redeemable part about this movie. Pretty much is the tits. And, it, and they it's a lot of nice boobs yeah you, you can't get past that you Sarah can't Michelle Gellar, give it up you know yeah yeah you have to give it up you know so anyway um 
Jesus, I forgot what the fuck I was saying in the I'm first sorry. place. Completely. We were talking about the the novelization going back and forth between the first and the second. Yeah, well, it Sarah Michelle Gellar. I mean, sorry, Jessica Love Hewitt. Um, Jennifer. Sorry, Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> Whatever her. So this guy who directed this piece of shit, Jim uh, Gillespie. Yeah. Pretty much never did anything else. Like he yeah. did this movie. He did a movie called I See You with. Sylvester Stallone, that horror movie with Sylvester Stallone. Have, wait, what? Yeah, it's a horror movie with Sylvester Stallone called I See You. It's What's it's, the sequel to it? Uh, you can't I see got, me? Uh, yeah, you can't <laughs> see me. The only other thing this shit did, this guy did was like single episodes or uh, like, music videos. He did a bunch of music uh, really? videos. It's, I'm glad they, they invested in this guy. Well, and it and it shows through in his filming style. Oh my god! Not to mention the fact that you're doing a slasher film, but see, for some reason, Gillespie thought that it would not that he didn't want a lot of blood. You're doing a slasher, slasher. film, you stupid yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. So you have like single char- you had a character like Max who was played by um, Galecki. Uh, yeah, Johnny Galecki, who wasn't even supposed to be killed in the original uh, the original um, script. He wasn't supposed to be killed, but they ended up killing him because the first death scene was too bloody. There was a, the scene where they're in the store and he cuts the girl and the blood goes on the yeah. window, which is actually a somewhat decent scene. Uh, that's the, the sister, 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 Bridget yeah. um, Sampras, uh, Bridget... Yeah. Uh, what the fuck's her name? Pete Sampras's wife, right? Yeah, but she was uh, in Billy Madison, and she was also in Mortal Kombat, which is in our suppository. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I pointed that out. Brigitte Wilson Sampras. Yeah. Uh, she's the she got killed, and the blood goes on the. And they said that scene was too blood. They wanted to do it so that the blood didn't splash on the window, but they said it wouldn't come out right. It wouldn't have looked right. So. What they so they had to do that scene with all the blood. So to counterbalance that, they killed off Johnny Galecki in a way where there's almost zero blood. Yeah. It all happens off screen so that you can feel so it, it allows the audience to feel more comfortable in that yeah, setting. W- it's like, dude, this is a w- slasher film. It's a, it's a slasher film, which when you have slasher films, it is just you're 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 supposed to be Kind of like, you know, they had that gruesome. There's supposed to be a little bit of gore. Yeah, it's in gore a slasher, film. opposed to a straight horror where it's more of the mind. Yeah, I mean, this you, is more physical. Well, that and slasher films, for the most part, usually have some tits. Yeah, you, yeah, because that's what makes up for the fact that most slasher films suck ass. Right. Because so, you're, you're there for and the And we jump. missed out in that in Scream, which was probably one of the things that we were annoyed with when we reviewed it mm-hmm. in our suppository. You'll have to go back and listen that to be last sure. Halloween, by the way. Yes. So um, We were really annoyed with that. Yes, but we did spend an awful lot of time talking about, uh, since we brought up Marilyn Manson, his ex-girlfriend at yeah. the time. Oh, my God. Rose McGowan. Rose who, McGowan. Who is... Oh, well, she's she's on the outs with Hollywood right now. I can tell you that much. <laughs> so she's actually <laughs> speaking the truth right now. She's she's decided to do uh, 
like uh, Tucker Carlson yeah. show and shit yeah. like that. So she's realized she's that she's pretty much assumed that she's not going to get another movie. So she can actually tell how she really feels now. You know, <laughs> don't you love that? No, yeah. but Rose McGowan in Scream. Oh my gosh, God, she was gorgeous. Smoking. That and Jawbreakers, which Jawbreakers Smoking. was such a shitty movie, but Smoking. Oh my god, she was gorgeous. Y- yeah. Um. Oh. So anyway, go back and uh, watch that movie. This is yeah. This is just, it's just a situation where, like, you go from... You're doing a slasher film, and you don't want to have blood. It doesn't, it doesn't it, make it, sense. It, it's, it's bizarre, the concept that they were going for in this. Not to mention the fact that everybody looked at this. Everyone looked at this as a Scream ripoff. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody was legitimately going to see this and saying, not seeing the similarities between oh. the two. Dude, because Scream, Scream Like Night of the Living Dead, which we're going to review next week, kind of changed the trajectory of movies. Of a of a genre of movies. Oh, definitely. I mean, this was, you know, it, it, the insp- you can say it's been inspired by, but it's not inspired by. It was four good-looking, te- you know, teenagers played by 20-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know that are just out of high school or or seniors or whatever the fuck, and put in this weird situation where they're, where they're being off. stalked by a human, not a you know killing machine, not as like in like Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger Jason, or, Jason, yeah. or they're you know the, stalked. The sword. There's <laughs> what they're being stalked by the fried cod guy, you know. Uh, uh, we'll get friend. to that in a couple minutes, dude. <laughs> let's let's save the 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 Gordon's fisherman for last, because I I think we need to spend a little bit of time on his dumbass. Um, I will say this: uh, the, at the very beginning, they went to Dawson's Beach, which was an obvious reference to Dawson's Creek. I don't want to break. Also written by Kevin Williamson. So now the one thing was apparently. There was two scenes that this movie is wildly talked about because I guess the one scene was uh, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller getting her hair cut because she got her hair cut in Buffy. So she went from like long hair to a short haircut in mm-hmm. Buffy during the second season. And um, that coincided with her getting her hair cut in this movie. In movie. It wasn't originally supposed to be part of the movie, but they added it in. So that they could incorporate, because she was going to get her hair yeah, cut. So they incorporated it into the story, but that wasn't in the original novel. Nor was the worst cinematic scene. I don't even. I, I don't want to say ever, but this is, this is one of the top worst. Five. It's, it's definitely in the top ten of worst scenes ever fucking put on film, and that is the come on. Well, what are you waiting oh, for? Oh and she's yelling this for like a she, <laughs> like two straight minutes in the middle of the street, twirling around. That was not in the novel either, but that is the worst. <laughs> you know where that came from, don't you? What? Oh my god, you're gonna love this. So apparently, there was a contest that was run. You know, come direct a scene in the movie. No way. Yes. No fucking way. Yes. Go ahead. And apparently it gets better. It gets better. So apparently like a 12-year-old 
won it. Oh, my God. He showed up and suggested that she do it. And she was like, Jennifer loved tits. She was like, are you kidding me? This is the dumbest thing that I could ever do. Then she did it because that's what the contest was about. Oh, my God. And the director was like, you know what? That works. <laughs> and, you know, you know. I did not know any of this. Yeah, now you know that. It's like, so they kept the most memorable scene in this movie. It definitely is the most memorable scene because it's by far some of the worst acting, <laughs> yes. some of the dumbest conceptual, like, plot point driven bullshit you've ever seen. Because, you know, in a scene like that, in a scene like that, you want to have tension. When you're doing something so dramatic, you know, like where you're, you're challenging the villain. Yes. That's what you're essentially doing. And, it, and even though this is a shitty part of the movie, it's just terrible. She's challenging the villain. Like, come on, come in and get me. You've seen that with uh, Schwarzenegger in Predator. When sure. He, when he's like under the But head. I don't remember him twirling around. Felt, but you felt <laughs> the tension. Yes. You felt the tension. There was no tension in this. <laughs> Fucking Fisherman's friend is over by the wharf. Oh, well, I, he had already Thank you. He had already up. driven by. I don't know it's, if you paid any attention. I didn't, I didn't even pay attention. What's but, he doing drive? See, that's another thing that sucks. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you. no, go ahead. That's another thing that sucks. It's like it's like a velociraptor driving by. Right. The velociraptor's supposed to be in the jungle. Gordon is supposed to be in the piers by the water. Him driving by is stupid. It's stupid. When she finds Galecki's body in oh. the bo- in the back oh. of the car, which, by the way, I, 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 I almost don't believe this. I read it online it, it, during the research. She oh. got so upset by the body l- that it was so realistic looking she that she actually had to stop and call Johnny Gillespie to make sure he was okay. Yeah. Like they were going to kill... Johnny Gillespie to make this fucking stupid movie. Can you imagine that? <laughs> when she like, I need to call him. You hear this? Oh shit! So oh, I, shit. I, I was like, we apparently years later, him. he he had come out and said because he was brought on to the movie by her, mm-hmm. um, and because I guess they had known each other when they were young. But it doesn't matter. Uh, so he was. I guess they said it was so realistic and the crab crawling out of his mouth got her so upset that she that he had to affirm to her that he was perfectly fine. Anyway, uh, getting on with it. If you watch when she is she starts to move away from the car and she goes to cross the street, there's a pickup truck that honks at her. That's actually the killer. Oh, that's, see, I wouldn't even I wouldn't know because I was already disgusted. Yeah, the only reason you know that is because it's the same pickup truck at the in the alley scene when he's going to kill, he kills the cop and he's trying to kill uh, did, uh, Buffy the Vampire. Did we ever get an explanation? Did it have to do with the date, which still makes no sense? I mean... The explanation of what happened? Why, why he decided to wait to kill him. Well, it was an anniversary thing. It was, like, it's an anniversary. That's yeah, what I'm because saying. on July 4th, a year before all this happened, her... her his daughter, who had gotten married against his wishes to this guy, uh, Egan. I don't remember. David Egan, is that it? Yeah. He got, she got married or they were engaged because she got pregnant. Yeah. And he was pissed off. And they were driving home and they got into a car accident and she went over the cliff and died. So a year later, 
you see David Egan sitting at the very beginning of the movie. You see him sitting on the thing, and he's just Summer upset. Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> so he's all upset because his bride or you know fiance he's or whatever upset you want to call he's got a list of typo negative. That's of why course, he's upset. Yeah, it's fucking horrible. So uh, he he's sitting there and he's getting drunk. And, of course, that's why Ian Hayes thinks that it was an accident and he fell over the side. But what ended up happening was uh, this douches, Gordon. this Gordon's fisherman, I don't even remember his real name. What the fuck was his real name? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. The worst uh, villain Benjamin all. Willis was his real name. Not any. Not much better. Benny Willis here. Benny. He, he, got, he was pissed and was trying to get revenge on David Egan and threw him over the side and killed him. So when he was walking back away is when he got hit by the car. Yeah. And <laughs> he wasn't dead, obviously, the whole time. No, he, he was, you know, because they basically, they <laughs> like, the whole time he's, he's faking death and then he's just about to get thrown in the water and he wakes up and instead of just like, oh, hey, he's sorry about that, <laughs> they decide we're going to hit you in the head with a rock and throw you in the fucking water. It's None of this makes sense. No, it, the the logic of this is terrible. The whole logic of, wait a second, these guys fucking ran me over. I'm going to get them back. But I got to wait. <laughs> I got to wait. Now, now, sure, I can kill this guy who tried to kill me. And I just kill this other guy when nobody's around. But I'm going to risk getting caught later. That's what I'm going to do. I don't understand any of it. I don't understand the plot. I don't understand no. the point. I don't know why you would wait a year. You know, I I don't get almost any of it. I I um at least scream <laughs> made a little bit of sense. Yeah, the motivation. I mean, it was still a revenge plot, which is the same fucking thing as this. What this movie is, I mean, in a nutshell, this is what I get the movie of, okay? This movie is, they drown this guy after they run him over. Yep. They all get depressed a year later. (laughs) Then they get this note. Then Jennifer Love Hewitt spends the entire movie researching. Very boring scenes. Just doesn't build anything, no tension. Meanwhile, Ryan Felipe and uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, have nervous breakdowns and okay. get back together. You brought up Ryan Felipe. <laughs> I'll be honest. Like, I generally think he's a pretty good actor. Yeah. Okay? Not in this. Not in this. First off, not right for the role in any sense of the imagination. Like, it's he's supposed to be like an A1 school quarterback. Yeah. He's five foot fucking seven, he's dude. Five like foot seven, he, 120 pounds. He doesn't look like he could... He looked, it really honestly, if, if I honestly was being perfectly honest, I think Johnny Galecki could have taken him. Probably. That scene where he like backs up Johnny Galecki and he starts beating him. You're like, like Galecki could have probably taken him. I no, mean, there, there's no. just, it, that's how small he is. And yeah, he's a twerp. He just didn't. He's a twerp. He didn't fit the bill. Didn't fit the bill. So, and it would have been a different reaction if when he got killed up in the, um, the uh, patty, whatever you want to call it, the... Uh, the loft. Yes. Um, if he was a big quarterback, you know, you would have been like, oh, my God, he just took down the big quarterback guy. But, no, you took down a little waif guy. Yeah. It, little, it's, little, he was on the cover of Playboy, wasn't he? 
I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, you mean, okay, never mind. Yeah, that. he might have been in a it's bunny a, suit. Is joke. that what you're it's, getting it's, to? It's, yeah, it's, I, I know. I got it. It just takes me a second sometimes. It's okay. I'm. Ugh. <laughs> what else do we got over here? I mean, there's there's other shit. I mean, I, I just don't. I. This movie is so disconnected. It's okay, horrible Okay, so editing. when you're watching the end of the movie, and she's in the boat, and she's going through the ice. Yes. Okay. Now, I, I, I'll let you in on it. The ice isn't really ice. It's gelatin. Okay? So we're going to go past that because we couldn't hurt Jennifer Love Hewitt. She, she would have hurt herself crawling around on ice. Yeah. Did it look real to you? God, no. It didn't look real to me no. when I was watching no. it. And at the time, I didn't know that it was fake. But I'm watching it, and I'm like, this is not real ice. No. So I literally went online to, to kind of look that up to see why. But, yeah, that's it. It was gelatin. Yeah. It, it, was, it was horrible. It was horrible. It didn't look real. It didn't move like ice. It didn't look like ice. There was just too many of those kinds of little things that add up to it being a total pile of shit. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's no... First off, they... they basically tell you who the killer is. You don't give a shit that the killer is not David Egan? You don't. You don't care. You don't care that it's this other guy? You don't care. There's nothing. And if you and if you literally like don't pay attention to one minute of the movie, like one minute of the movie, you'd have absolutely no idea who the killer is. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the movie, you'd have no idea. Like, who the hell is this guy? And even then when you're like, who, the, who, who cares? Like, Yeah, they tell you. And another thing is like, no one cared. The motivations, the motivation behind him killing. So in 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 little ice shack in his boat, how many bodies are there? Four, I think. Four. Something like that. Why why would he have kept them? I I, I guess he, so that the cops wouldn't know. He could have just dumped them out in the water, and like it's like it just doesn't make. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah, he could have dumped them in the water. It doesn't sure. make it doesn't like it doesn't make sense at all. There's no logic behind his. Is. The dude was hit. He was going to revenge for his daughter, who you think he was wrong by this guy. He gets hit against the... And it's just like all of a sudden he becomes a psychopath. Well, I think he was a little bit of a psychopath to begin with. I mean... Well, pushing him up. But still like the... His modus operandi. He's going to shove this motherfucker off a cliff, don't care where the body ends up. But then all of a sudden he's concerned about them finding him. The other, the other people, so stupid. Well, the Gillespie thing, or, or I'm sorry, yeah, the Johnny um, Galecki thing, taking his body almost makes sense because he hadn't been able to get to the other one yet. Mm-hmm. So if his if his main point is to kill those four, then yeah, you kind of don't want the cops getting wind mm-hmm. of the situation too early. But you know, then taking the guy that's up at the top, you know. Okay, so that leaves you... The problem with that is him taking Barry Cox. I think that was his name, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, Barry Cox is the character's name for Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> Barry McCox. So he takes, he, he takes him up top there because basically to make Sarah Michelle Geller look like a, a raving lunatic. The big problem I have with that is there should have been blood. Everywhere, like he took a hook and shoved it in the guy's chest. Oh, and he, and, and oh, I'm sorry, the cop, and then lifts him up. Yeah, with the hook. 
Look at the guy. He ain't lifting that motherfucker up. That guy's going limp. You know, you're dealing with dead weight. No. It's it's no. absurd. He's not Jason. He's not Freddy Krueger. He's Ben. Ben Willis. Ben Willis. <laughs> the best part. The Ben Willis. <laughs> the best part of the movie, though. This is what the part was. I was just like, oh, fuck. When, it, when, is she, when she's on the, the bow of the ship, he looks up and he's there driving the boat. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his hat on. He's got his cap on, oh, yeah. and he's driving the boat, looking down. It's like, what? What is this? Is not. This is stupid. A lot There's of no it. No medicine. He's a villain. You know, you, you, it's. You're not feeling something inside at all. There's no fear. No fear. Like oh. you're never afraid of this guy. <laughs> no. Then you have one of the most overwritten scenes, probably ever. And that would be the 4th of July parade. Okay, it's literally the 4th of July. It's sunny out. You know it's hot. You know it's in the 90s. Yet you have these two morons sitting in this parade looking left to right to left to right, and every single person in the town is wearing a black slicker. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There's no rain coming. No rain coming in at all. It's it's for a bright fucking sunny day. But everybody in town decided, hey, I'm going to wear a slicker <laughs> to the parade. And how long did that parade last? Not long. <laughs> no. It was one block, wasn't it? It was one block. But if you remember, <laughs> when she runs away from the beauty pageant, that fucking parade is still going, and it's at nighttime. Yeah. <laughs> Were they just going down in a circle? It's I like don't a small know. fishing town. I know that <laughs> it was like, it was like it one goddamn block, and there had to be 400 goddamn people there <laughs> in one block, and 120 of them were wearing black slickers. <laughs> it's like, what the shit, man? And then he tackles an old guy. That's right. <laughs> he tackles the oldest <laughs> man alive. Who who manages to avoid breaking anything? The, he manages to avoid the cla- the A one fucking quarterback. Oh, all that time because all this fucking time, this quarterback couldn't catch up to him until he's almost to the boat on the oh dock. And then he jumps and tackles him for no apparent reason oh whatsoever. Oh god! Oh, oh! You you think you would walk up and just kind of? Grab him on the shoulder and yeah. swing him around. Swing around no, you full-on fucking tackle an 80-year-old man. Yeah, And then you don't even say you're sorry. I know he's supposed to be a dick. Oh, yeah. I know he's supposed to be a dick, but come on, dude. Oh. It's like, oh, sorry. That's all you needed. No, he just fucking gets up and pushes off on the guy and walks oh. away. <laughs> you don't oh. care that these fuckers die. This movie. You don't care. You don't exactly. That's that's the problem. You don't care. You don't care about the villain. You don't care about anybody. You're like, eh. oh, no. well, and that, and that scene. Of course, I think I saw I saw a scary movie before I saw this movie. Oh jeez. So there is a scene in scary movie where Anna Faris um, is doing the same scene where she's like, "Come on, what are you waiting for? Yes, what yes. are you waiting Anna for?" Is, uh, and it's. It's funny because you like you're sitting here watching it and it's oh you know you're watching and you're like they're overacting and they're obviously making fun of this other movie and 
and you, you, and I think she ends up getting punched in the face or something like yeah, that. Something. I don't even they remember what her. happens because it's been a while. They shut her ass that. up, right? But um, you're watching that scene, and it's like there's no possible way that that I mean, this is so ex- over the top, ex- exaggerated, right? And then you watch the real movie, right. and you realize it's almost a s- fucking shot for shot remake because it's that bad. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's it's insanity. It, it's that bad. What it, what would have made that scene better is if is if you had the guy from Funny Farm, the male <laughs> in the, the, male, in the background, the male, <laughs> and runs her over and just keeps on going. Yeah, that would have worked. Anything would have worked. Jesus Christ! Why is she the last one? She was the one who didn't want to kill him. Now, I do think she is the one that hit him in the head with the rock, though. I'm not I positive. I, I, you know. It happened so quick, I don't really remember. There's nothing. I, I don't and I know. wasn't going to rewind. No, no. You wanted to get through this hour and a half piece of shit. Thank God it was only an hour and a half, too. Well, I had the three-hour version because I watched the second one. Uh, second one doesn't get any better. Oh, no. And no. there's literally another scene. Where she's standing in the middle of a room, no. yelling, no. "What are you waiting for?" No, we're saving that for next year. I swear to you, <laughs> it was so. We're, bad. We're, we're saving the sequel for next Halloween. There is nothing <laughs> redeemable about that movie, like this movie. There's and no. my daughter, like, knew who the killer was going to be immediately. She uh, knew who, you know. She pretty. The only thing that she didn't realize was that there was two killers in the second one. That's the only thing she didn't realize. But my God, this movie sucked. The villain. I just. Oh, I got nothing else to say. I honestly, no, I, I, no. I, I, I think we killed it. I, well, we could talk a little bit. Well, we did. We talked about the the fucking fisherman. <sighs> Jesus Christ! He walks in all you know, unpresuming. Like y- you know that she, she's already seen all your shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I know Ray being like this, you know, Boy Scout to the to the rescue at the end is just absurd. Oh, he's forgettable. He's just forgettable. I love Freddie Prince Jr., but Jesus Christ, it, this movie is not no. not savable by any of the people in this movie. Well, this movie did spawn cruel intentions. So, yeah, much better flick. Much better. That's an underrated movie there, too. I love and, it. And, by the way, Reese Witherspoon was up for the lead character in this. Uh, she was up for Julie James. She turned it down and suggested that they use Ryan Filippi. Yeah, because they were dating Because they the were time. dating at the time. Yeah. So. And Ryan Filippi, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Reese Witherspoon go on to be in Cruel Intentions. Yeah, yeah, which is, like I said, much better movie. Much better movie. Uh, Anne Heche, um figured uh, I have to point out the fact that Anne Heche was also in Volcano. Yes. Which is in our suppository. She Check loves, it out. Uh, speaking of fishermen, she does love fish. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think she's back to, um, she went right back to Dick oh. after her movie flopped. Let me see here. Like, she dated Ellen, and then they put out Six Days and Seven Nights, and that flopped so horribly bad that I think the next big movie she did was Psycho, which she ended up getting the, the, the quick role in Psycho. 
Oh my god, she's married to a guy. And she started dating a guy yeah, she's got before Psycho e- even left the uh she's got a kids. I guess she uh realized that that that, that wasn't going to help her career. No. <laughs> no. So she was like, "You know what? I, I I'm really not this way. I just was doing it." I think I don't know if she was gay or she isn't gay and I don't really don't care. Weirdly enough, I was a big fan of hers. Her earliest work was on a show called Another World, which was a soap opera. Ah, yes, Another and, World. And uh, she played a twin character, Vicky and... Vicky and uh, Dickie. No, Vicky and something. I can't remember Flo. the other one. But Vicky and Flo. April and April Vicky. O'Neil. Something like that. But anyway, she um, she played twins on that show. And I uh, I liked her when because I watched it as a kid. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you, when we were kids, there was usually like one TV. So yes. whatever mom was yes, watching exactly. was what you were watching. Absolutely, yes. So, you know, every day I'm watching, you know, uh, Days of Our Lives and yep. Another World. Yep. So yep. I was a big fan of hers in the Another World. There you go. But, um, you know, whatever. Whatever. She was in Volcano in the suppository. In the suppository. So what do you give this movie? Uh, One. <laughs> yeah. A one. A one. I almost go half, but... You don't need to tell you why you want one. You no. can just listen to the review. Yeah. And I'm going to agree with you, too. A one. Yeah. I think I, I gave it one point for the tits. That's Well, yeah. You got to give them one point for the tits. Yep. Other than that, I th- there is nothing redeemable nothing. about this movie. Nothing. That pumpkin spice coffee you're drinking is more redeemable than this movie. Yeah. Ugh. That's I, saying I, that's saying a ugh. lot too cuz that you I'm going to spill this shit out. You it's haven't horrible. touched that damn coffee. I'm going to I'm going to ask very, you very little it, of another, it. another freaking cup of coffee. No, no, no. I'm just going to drink water. I'll be fine. No, you'll be we'll get you another cup of coffee, dude. It's easy. All right. Anyway, next week we'll be back with our month of Halloween. Yep. We are covering a classic, the 1968 classic, which is a surprise to most people. What, why? Because it was black and white. Well, yeah, we'll go into why that was and everything else next week with Night of the Living Dead. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.